need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is the one thing you can have when you are facing difficult times or uncertainty? When you aren't sure if things will get better, but you are going to do the best you can? What is the one special thing you can have that can make all the difference? I'll tell you what it is right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about a quality that can help us stay in that state, a quality that can pick us up when we're down and keep us going forward, even when we might not feel like it. And that quality is hope. You've heard me talk about this before. You know, I... I really try to foster hope in my own life because it empowers me to keep working toward the possibilities. And I live with chronic disease. I have rheumatoid arthritis. And a a year ago, I was um, waiting for my second hip surgery, the second one in a year. And the first one had worked well, but because both hips were so wonky, it left me... uh, pretty unbalanced and and it you know it was difficult to deal with one good hip and and one not so good hip so going into that surgery I had a lot of hope I had a lot of hope that it would help me feel better take away some of this terrible pain I had hope that it would help me walk easier so I could get back out there on the golf course and live the life I want to live we hope for all kinds of things, right? I've had great hopes that uh, my book would sell to a publisher. I've had great hopes that my daughter would be happy in her life and, and doing well in school. I have great hopes for the state of the world, right? And goals that I want to achieve. And that quality of hope is adaptive. What happened with regards to my surgery is because I believed there was a possibility for something better, I did a lot of research to find the right surgeon for me. I looked at the right procedures that I thought could help me more. I learned what I needed to do in my mind and my body to make the surgeries more successful. And hope was the driving force of that. So what are we talking about when we talk about holding hope? Hope is really an optimistic state of mind. It, we, it's based on a way of thinking where we expect positive outcomes with events or circumstances in our lives, right? Expect with confidence. That's one definition I've read. 
Really, I think it's the belief that a positive outcome is possible. Does that mean we're going to get that? Absolutely. But hope is a mindset we can dwell in, that there is something better possible. And when we sit in that place with our thoughts, when we cultivate a habit of hope, then it spurs on optimistic actions, which can in fact improve conditions. It spurs on uh, our search for perspective and reframing to find the silver linings, which can elevate our mood and help ease depression. Hopeful people, research says, tend to live longer and they tend to live happier, healthier lives. There's greater well-being. But here's the rub. We can't invoke hope without hardship, right? And that's the bummer. But it's the moments of hardship and uncertainty and discomfort where hopeful people come in and say, ah, this is a bummer, but I'm hoping things can get better or I'm hoping I get the next job or I'm hoping that the surgery helps my pain or I'm hoping that we get through this time. And then we invoke a whole bunch of other behaviors like optimism and present moment awareness and gratitude that actually help make that true. So how do we cultivate this mindset of hope, a hopeful mindset? How do we cultivate this habit of hope during the hard times because if that's the thing that keeps us going keeps us moving forward keeps us persisting and helps us spot the possibilities even within the difficulty how can we cultivate hope well there's a great article in the june edition of psychology today which i think is worth checking out uh i'll, I'll put a link to the site in the simply said column, which you can get at polycampbell.substack.com. I'll put a link in there and uh, detail some of these other things in that free column if you want to go deep into this. But basically, like all things we talk about on the show, a habit of hope starts with an awareness. Are you a hopeful person? When things are going haywire, do you default to nothing's ever going to work out, there's no chance, and stay in bed? Or do you default to this mindset of, wow, this is really hard, but I'm hoping that if I try a couple of these things, or I'm hoping that if the times change, or I'm hoping that if the check comes through, I'll be able to work on this and improve situations. How you come at this determines a, a great deal about how hopeful you can become in your life. We can learn to do this. It's about putting the thought patterns in place so that we get used to thinking about this stuff, right? Makes sense? Hopeful people share a lot of qualities and we can adopt those same habits and qualities. Number one, be positive. Now, I'm not talking about faking it till you make it. I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm a positive person, but it's not like I wake up every day feeling great about the circumstances I'm in. I uh, took a rejection last week and it ticked me off and I felt really negative and frustrated and woe is me, right? That's a normal response to a disappointing situation. And right then I'm like, well, I had hoped that would work out. It didn't. My expectations for that were not met. I didn't get the outcome I wanted. But you know what? It freed up some time for me to try something else, and it actually resulted in a better outcome for me, 
one that I couldn't have identified from the beginning. So I took that hit and I felt bad about it for a few minutes and I thought about it. And my very next response, my very next thought was, okay, what can I do with this? What can I make? How can I improve this situation? I'm hopeful that there is a way through this. And the minute we ignite that thought of hope, we become more proactive in our lives. So we've got to stay positive. Do you believe in the power of possibility? No matter how bad things get, can you hope that there's something better right around the corner? And it helps to remain positive if you stick with positive people, right? Now, that doesn't mean you you know, diss all your negative friends. We need the balance of different perspectives in our lives. But I will tell you what, when I'm feeling low or when I'm feeling fatigued mentally or I'm feeling negative, I want to be with people who believe in hope. I want to be with people who are positive and excited about their lives. I want to believe in people who are thriving and striving and persisting and understanding themselves and wondering in the world because that is contagious. When we are aligned with others who share that optimistic, that hopeful perspective, it's easier for us to soak that up, right? We all are born with some natural tendency to hope. So what we're talking about is defining and creating the habits in our daily life that help us get there easier. Because when we do, it spurs all kind of resilience, um, better choices, creative problem solving, less anxiety, all the things, all the other qualities, optimism that we want in our life and that we know help us live well. So that's what we're talking about today. So be positive, stick, hang around with positive people, especially when you're feeling low. And there are a few other qualities that hopeful people possess. The good news is you and I can develop a habit of them right now and live life from a more hopeful perspective. We're going to talk about what those are when we come back right here on Polly Campbell's Simply Said on the best business network of Electric House. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. I'm Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electricast. And we are talking about hope. What does it mean to be hopeful? And why is it something to work on? Well, I'll tell you what, if your business is tanking right now, if you are feeling the effects of inflation, you can come at that from a couple different perspectives. One, you could wake up every morning at 4 a.m. laying in bed, fretching about how your, it's, your business is going to be ruined and everything's not going to work. You're going to lose your job. Or you can wake up and Think about, oh, hey, this is this is a stressful moment. I'm hoping that things will turn around and I want to be ready when they do. So here's what I'm going to do. Hopeful people set goals. This is essential for riders, right? Because often what you give out to the world isn't received by the world. Editors don't always 
want what you have to write. Publishers don't always want to publish your book. There are gatekeepers in the world. So I need to set goals that are obtainable by me. I'm going to learn and work and write the best book that I can write. That is a goal that I can achieve. I'm not going to worry about how many copies it sells because I can't control that. There are things I can do to influence that, hopefully for the better, but ultimately I cannot force 100,000 people to buy a copy of my book. So that's not going to be a goal for me. So set realistic goals. Hopeful people may come at a goal like, I'm frustrated in the job I have now. I see some other possibilities out there. I'm going to put my name out because when I do that and follow up, I have a greater possibility of getting a job in the area that I want. So they take action because they can see the possibilities. They take actions to move toward that, right? Focus on the things that you can control. And really explore that because my initial response to a negative situation isn't always like, oh, there's a lot I can do with this. <laughs> my, my initial response is usually to cuss and maybe complain a couple minutes and then think, oh, all is lost. There's no hope. And then that's where I want you to take a pause and go deep and say, really, is that true? Is there really no hope? Because if I have a goal that is up to me, that is something that I can do, then there is always hope because I can change my MO, right? I can do something differently. I can make a call. I can learn a new skill. I can change goals. I can adapt and be agile, right? And there is always a way to live better within my scope. For example, I can't make the arthritis go away. There's no cure for it. It's affected me in my whole life. Every, my every memory it's, has been impacted by this disease. And I am hopeful now that I will continue to age well with it. I am hopeful that I will adapt and learn things that will help me live a comfortable, long, and healthier life. I can be in charge of that, okay? I'm not the person who's going to cure rheumatoid arthritis. That's not in my skill set. That's not me. So hoping that they find a cure is true, but it's also so far leading to disappointment because there's no cure so far, right? But I can hope that I can live well with this. I can hope that I can help others live well with this by bringing perhaps an inspiring message. And that is something that's within my wheelhouse. So hopeful people set realistic goals for themselves. Challenging, right? High goals. I'm not talking about limitation here. But they also work on the things they can control rather than tossing these goals out to the universe and waiting for other people to take care of business. Because that can be disappointing. The world isn't always going to work the way we'd like it to work. And we need to persist anyhow. Hope can help us do that. So what happens when it doesn't work out? What happens when we are working toward a cure or hoping for a new job that we applied for or hoping that the check comes and it doesn't. What happens when we are hoping for a cure and we don't get one? What happens when the check doesn't come in time, though we hoped that it would? 
What happens when our hopes are dashed? Well, research shows that hopeful people have confidence that they'll get through this too. They may experience disappointment or sadness or frustration when the thing we are hoping for doesn't get the outcome we desire or we think we need. But they learn from those mistakes. They pursue those setbacks because ultimately they believe in their capability to manage it. It might not be what we want, right? But that's what confidence looks like and hopeful people are confident. They may not get the thing they're hoping for, but they keep going anyhow, looking for the silver lining. So, uh, you know, a setback I had last week, I was hoping for a, a job that didn't pan out. And the minute that happened, there was a blast of a silver lining. Oh, right. But this gives you time now to go toward this other project. I didn't even have to look at it. I've so habituated that perspective of finding the silver lining. Now, is that fake? No, that's true. Because in life, there are multiple personalities. Hopeful people can see many personalities. There might be one they desire more than anything else. But when that one doesn't come to be, they spend limited time in disappointment and sadness and a whole bunch of time in going toward the next possibility that might create a better outcome than what they have now. That's what hope looks like. That's hope, right? We don't have to be stuck in the hurt of it. We can feel it. We shouldn't suppress our emotions. We can feel the sadness. We can feel the grief. We can feel the disappointment. And we don't have to stay in that place. All of those things, like all of our emotions, are very dynamic. They move and change and shift if we are open to that possibility. So you may go from disappointment to something a little less bad and still be hopeful. You might not feel great in the moment, but you can still be hopeful. And when you shift into that mindset of hope, then your actions change. Then you're able to see possibilities where you couldn't before. Then you're able to take physical and mental actions you need to apply for the next job or find the next doctor or keep moving toward the things you want to make this moment as good as possible, right? And because of that, because that's how hopeful people operate, they are very creative problem solvers. Hope doesn't protect you against disappointment. And I don't think it should. I think being a human is experiencing a full range of emotions, feelings, experiences in the world. But hope allows you to make something better from the disappointment. Okay. So if you're hoping for a new client at work and that client picks another agency instead of yours, that's disappointing. That is not the outcome you wanted. And you can at that time close up shop, pout about it. Or you can say, gosh, yeah, that really sucks. Let's regroup and figure out who else we want to work with or who else would be a good fit or where else we're going to pull this revenue. And then you get going. Because you're hoping that there's another possibility, you become active and you go looking for it. And that's when hopeful people come out on top because they become creative in their efforts and they find possibilities where others don't. Okay. I'd much rather remember the, that the world is a buffet of experiences. Sometimes we, sometimes we pick that neon green jello that looks good, but our first bite tells us it's terrible. 
we can get through it. We can learn from our mistake at the buffet table. And <laughs> next time we can pick the chocolate cake. We don't have to be mired in the jello. We don't have to pick the jello every time. We can hope that from our setback, we have learned and grown and identified new opportunities and met new people who are going to help us get the outcome that we want that puts us in a proactive place in our lives so that we can engage with each other and support each other and also be reflective and aware of the opportunities that are around us. That can invoke gratitude, that can invoke appreciation and calm. When we feel capable and hopeful of managing the things within our control, knowing that we can learn from each of our experiences each of our disappointments, each of our setbacks, then the next time we are struck in hardship, uncertainty, disappointment, fear, the next time we are being challenged, we can hold hope. And that belief will help us work toward something better, right? That's what this is about. Thanks for listening today. You can find me at paulycampbell.substack.com and join our free Simply Said community. If you like what you hear, please give me a review, share it with your friends and family. Our audience is growing. We're coming together to talk about ideas like these and I think it makes a difference. I'd appreciate a review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to check out my books. You can find them wherever books are sold and the newest is now available. It's called You Recharged. How to beat fatigue mostly, amp up your energy usually, and enjoy life again always. And that's what it's all about. When we have hope, then we work toward the positive change that we want to be in the world. And in the world, in our own families, in our own neighborhoods, and in our own offices. I think we can do that. And when we do, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women.